What's up, everybody? It's Frank from Hatebreed, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this intro before the intro of our today's Boondoggle radio show. Uh, as you know, we're a veteran-owned and operated podcast, and this has been an incredibly therapeutic journey for me as a veteran that struggles with PTSD and anxiety, just getting out and talking to people. But uh, it does cost us some money, so if you feel so obliged to donate to our GoFundMe, we have a GoFundMe under Today's Boondoggle. We also have a Venmo at Today's Boondoggle that you can donate to, uh, our anchor sponsorship at anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle uh, any questions comments suggestions complaints you can email us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and please follow us on our social media sites at uh, at today's boondoggle on instagram facebook twitter all your uh, social media platforms as well as our youtube channel our rumble channel and our bit shoot channel please follow subscribe comment and download and please consider checking out our sponsors. If you uh, support our sponsor, Dream Nutrition, you can receive 10% off your order by using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. So Dream Nutrition, they're a veteran-owned and operated company as well. So please support them and receive 10% off using the promo code BOONDOG10. Thanks for your time and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle and uh, catching up with my brother, Mr. Jack Sabbath, as I like to call him, <laughs> of the band Debtors. <laughs> I'm good, dude. How you doing? Good, man. Just uh, just sipping on my, my coffee. I just woke up not too long ago. And, Is that um, Scarface on there? This is all the bad guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> Oops, sorry. Wait, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. It's all, it's all of them. It's got it's got all our, you know, all our buddies. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, man. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was good uh good catching up with you yesterday talking a little bit, but uh glad we get you on here cuz you got a lot of good stuff going on and uh like the, you know, help spread the word on, on what you got, got going on. But, uh, usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to start, start with a little bit of a background. So originally, what'd you want to be when you grew up? You know, when I, when I was a kid, man, I, I, you know, in 1975 changed my whole life. Um, because my, uh, my uncle turned me on to a band called Kiss and, 
he uh, he gave me the first uh, Kiss Alive One album, and uh, so from that point on, uh, I you know I always wanted to be uh, I always wanted to be a rock star. I, I wanted to be Ace Freely. Ace was my favorite, and um, you know it, it was funny because uh, you know through the years, um, you know as as I was getting older. Um, you know, we would have uh, Kiss concerts in the basement, man, with, uh, you know, a tennis racket for a guitar. And me and my buddies would turn on uh, Kiss albums and we would have this, uh, grab my dad's uh, fishing uh, fishing lamp and um, we'd turn that on and, and we'd grab the rosin bag out of his, um, out of his bowling ball you know out of the bowling bag and yeah, hit yeah. the tennis racket to make the smoke like you know like ace freely and stuff and <laughs> and uh so that was kind of my you know um my my world man everything everything uh was kiss and and growing up in the 70s um was really cool man because um you know we we had like to me personally my opinion we had the best music the best toys and the best best movies and all that stuff that came out you know at that time and um but kiss was was my first main main influence um that made me wanted to you know made me want to pursue a a um you know a career in music eventually and um you know it, it was uh it was those guys that actually got it got it started for me nice. and you know, so yeah i've shared on here before too like kiss alive one was like my gateway as well but what was funny is like you know my sister was like really big in a leaf garrett and rod stewart and stuff yeah. like that and it was like it was christmas and, and she would get the albums you know yeah so she's opening leaf garrett all excited and blah 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 and then one Christmas she opens up Kiss Alive. Somebody thought it was a good idea to give her Kiss Alive. And she's like, what is this? All like disgusted and taken aback. I'm sitting across the room and I'm just like, oh, you know. Yeah. And then so they ended up giving it to me. And then that was it, man. The rest was history. You know, it's funny. It's funny because, um, you know, I, I started out uh, – listening to kiss and and one of my favorite albums by them was um hotter than hell i mean i i wore that album out like i <laughs> yeah i mean like i just used to listen to that album over and over and over and over again and then um what do you call it uh in in 1979 uh <laughs> when dynasty came out see back back i, I mean and you you know this from that from that era you know but you know back back when um you know, being a kid in that, you know, during that time, um, you know, you had your kids that were in the kiss and you had the kids that were in the like Led Zeppelin and stuff. And then you had the kids that are in the disco and, um, you know, the disco kids would always fight with the kids that were in the kiss, you know? And, and so it was like, you know, they'd be, ah, kiss sucks. You know, disco's the best. Be, ah, disco sucks, you know? And, and so, you know, we, I always tell them that Kiss will never come out with a disco album ever. And then 1979, here comes Dynasty, and that broke my heart, man. And and uh, <laughs> now, mind you, it's funny because I listen to it now. You know what I mean? And I, I and I I have a lot more respect for it now than I did back then. You know, but um, but when that happened, um, this same uncle turned me on to, uh, you know, he he turned me on to a uh, a, a, a 
little guy out of Los Angeles, California called Eddie Van Halen. So he, 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 he gave me, you know, Van Halen one and Van Halen two. And, um, that, that also changed my world, but what really, what really got, got me rolling in, in different areas too, besides Kiss was like, you know, Black Sabbath, Master of Reality. That was the first Black Sabbath album I owned. And, and I fell in love with Black Sabbath right off the rip. And, um, and then Rush, um, huge Rush fan, the, the old, old Rush, like all the world's a stage and stuff. And like every Friday night, I used to set it up to where Rush, uh, I would play Rush all the world. This was the Friday night ritual, okay? It was Incredible Hulk, Dukes of Hazard. And then, and then Dallas would come on, and I would say, okay, it's time to go and turn on uh, All the Worlds of Stage by Rush. And then they would be opening for Kiss, you know, because they have the big headphones on, jamming out, you know, quadraphonic sound, Bill, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it would, you know, it would go, it would go Rush or Cheap Trick live at Budokan, and then and then Kiss, you know, a live one and a live two. Then by the time that was all done, Dallas was over and the news was over and Big Chuck and Hulahan were coming on. So <laughs> that's awesome. That yeah, was the routine. Yeah, that was the Friday night ritual, man. So, you know, it was uh you know, it was growing up, uh my world was uh and it still is, um, it's surrounded by music. I mean, everything that uh you know, when I wake up um Every day, you know, uh, I, I have to turn on music. It's just, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's my life. It's it's a huge part of my life. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of where it all started, man. Yeah, and I remember, like, so when we first met, you're with At No End. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up with, with Tommy Packard. You know, shout out to Tommy. But, Tommy. Uh, so I would come you know, Great. to check, check him out, his band, you know, and then that's when we met. Yeah, and, exactly. And, uh, but was there, was there bands that you, what, that you started beforehand? Were you doing bands before that? Or when did, when was like yeah. your first band? Uh, when I was in high school, uh, that was when I, I, you know, assembled, uh, my first, you know, band or started putting a, putting a band together and it, it didn't, it didn't do much. You know, it was just, uh, we were playing like, uh, like some real insane fast, uh, like thrashy death metal stuff. And I was a guitar player at first. And, um, so I, you know, I played guitar and, uh, and then when I was, uh, 22 years old, I, I played in a band. It was called Cottonmouth. Okay. And, and we used to play at flashes all the time. And, um, you know, I learned a lot being in that band. I, I learned, um, you know, I started off as the guitar player in that band and then we needed a singer and I just went up to the mic one night and, you know, at rehearsal and just started yelling in a mic and, and the rest of the band was like, well, you're the new lead singer. And I'm like, Hey, I don't know how to sing, man. So, <laughs> you know, I didn't even know how to write lyrics, you know? And then, uh, a uh, buddy of mine came in and, and um, took over the guitar duties and was also a very good writer. So he, he gave me a lot of good tips on, you know, on writing lyrics and stuff. And then, and then just hanging out with uh, like the guys in, uh, in purgatory and chemical and stuff, and, you know, uh, destructor and stuff like that, hatrix and, 
you know, I just, I just kind of, you know, started learning off of those guys and, and, um, shock parish too. I got to throw them guys in there, you know? And, and so I, I was just a young kid, man. I started working with uh, the bands and, you know, um, watching them uh, rehearse and, uh, you know, just, uh, just learning off of them and, and eventually, you know, created my own, my own style of, of writing. And, uh, so yeah, I was in, in that band, uh, in a band called Cottonmouth. Then, then, uh, I played in a band that <laughs> I, I, this was uh, a, a learning experience for me, but I was in a band called Vine and, uh, you know, Vine, Vine made a little bit of noise, but um, it, it kind of wasn't the direction that, that I wanted to go in. I was, I was always into the heavier style of music. And um, so uh, after Vine, I, I played in another band, um, we uh they we were we were called uh helen back the uh, you know this and this was a long time ago and it, it featured the guitar player from a band called born rude and that band was pretty heavy uh we did we played a few shows like at peabody's and and um uh you know it was kind of when rap metal was was big and and i wasn't really into doing the the rap vocal stuff and um you know, so I left that band and, and um, went and, uh, you know, formed uh, At No End with uh, with Tommy Packard. And uh, that that was a good run. That that band lasted for a long time, over 12 years. And, yeah. uh, you know, we did uh, we did a few albums and, and um, you know, I really I really enjoyed playing in that band. And I learned a lot off of uh, you know, I learned a lot from working with Tommy um, because one of the things that I really liked about working with Tom Packard was the fact that Tom, Tom was always, um, he was very meticulous on, on his, you know, on, on the music that we wrote. Um, you know, it, we wanted the sound just like we did, uh, in the studio. So, you know, Tommy was, you know, at, at rehearsal, he was kind of like the, I want to say he was like the band leader, man. Like he, he he kept he kept us all in line actually because you know we sometimes sometimes as a musician you know you 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 may get lazy with a note or two and and Tommy was like that's not how it's played that's not how it's played it's played like this you know and so it, it kept us on our toes man and and uh, you know that's one of the things that I carried over from uh, at no end and working with Tommy for so long was the you know, the discipline with, with, you know, with music, not, not necessarily being like a, you know, a dictator, you know, on, on, uh, you know, how the song goes or anything like that, but just, you know, when you write a song is to keep it true to what you wrote and to, you know, make it as tight as possible. And that was one of the things that had no end used to get, we used to get a lot of, um, we used to get a lot of compliments about how tight the band was, you know, live. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, I, you know, I've always, um, you know, I always stick true to that, that, uh, you know, that, that style and that, um, and that discipline that Tommy brought to the, to the table. And, and, and don't think for one second that whatever, whatever there was an opening on guitar in any band that I've been in, you know, ever since then, Tommy's the first guy that I call all the time and offer him, hey, <laughs> you know, you want to, 
you want to come and join this project today, you know, that I'm putting together or blah, blah, blah. And Tommy's, um, Tommy's a very loyal guitar player. So if he's in one band, he sticks with one band. And, um, you know, that I have, I have the utmost respect for him for that as well, because, you know, when you, when you're playing in a band and you're, um, you know, creating uh, original music, there's, you know, to me, I, I just, you know, when you're playing in 20 different bands, you're, you're, you're not doing yourself any favors. I mean, you know, playing in one or two bands is, is fine, you know, but when you start getting into three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 bands, then you're just taken away from the one that, that, you know, that, uh, you know, you're taken away from, from the guys that are putting their heart and soul into, you know, creating the um, original music and stuff like that, you know, and, and that's not a knock on any of the guys that play in 20 different bands. It's just, you know, being in this, in this, uh, you know, playing in bands and, and stuff for as long as I have, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's definitely Tommy's character too, though. I mean, that's the type of friend he is too. He's very loyal and yes. You know, Good, He's good dude, my- and, and you had a great. You guys had a great, solid lineup, man, and and yeah, you guys are always one of my favorites to work with. You know, when I was promoting <laughs> and stuff, and- you, you know, it was uh, it was always a pleasure doing shows with you. Um, and you know, it was I. That's another thing that um, I did. Uh, you know, uh, that I do appreciate, and um. I love the fact that uh, I met so many good people through Tommy and uh, you know, you being one of them and, you know, uh, James and, uh, and Matt and the guys from ringworm and the guys from Solus and, you know, um, you know, even, you know, Jim Kanye, you know, so I met, I met so many good people through that band and, and through Tommy and, you know, that those guys, all helped, you know, meeting all you has, uh, you know, Frank too, Frank Novenic, you know, meet, meeting, meeting everybody has helped me tremendously with, you know, with music. I, I mean, and, and not only just the music side of things, but, you know, the, the business end of it too, because, um, you know, when you, when you, when you play in an original band, um, you know, there's, there's a, you have to, you have to treat a band like a business. I mean, it's a band is a business. If you're, if you believe in what you're writing and you're putting it out there, um, you you have to treat it as, you know, that's your, that's your, um, creation. That's your baby. That's what, you know, you're trying to get out to the world. And if you're not trying to push your original ideas or your music that you've created, out to the world, then there ain't no sense in playing in a, in an original band. I mean, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's the thing is that, um, Tommy, Tommy and, and, uh, you know, the rest of the guys in at no end, we, we did a lot of cool stuff, man. Like there was a lot of good stories too, man, with, with that band. I I can tell you all kinds of, all kinds of stories, but there were some really good ones, uh, some road stories and, and, uh, you know, we also had uh, Steve Shalati in that band for a little uh, period of time too. Um, when Kenny went and joined Gizmachi, and um, you know, Steve Shalati being in Immolation, um, great dude, amazing guy. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there was all the other bands that, that we met, too, along the way when, when At No End was, was running. You know, um, the guys in King, the guys in Odia Sanction, you know, I mean, Schnauzer, the, the list goes on and on and on. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It was, it's, we it's, definitely it's, had a full scene going, man. Oh yeah, man. It was a very special time, man. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It, it was, you know, there was that, that period there. Um, you know, I want to say like the, the Peabody days, <laughs> the yeah, Peabody yeah. days, you know, and, and, uh, the, uh, you know, there was so many, there were so many, y'all, we were all working together and, um, we kind of starting to break up again, Jack, you're freezing up on me. Okay, I can hear you again. I can't think of the name of it. Um, but anyway, college radio, Bill Peters, and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you're moving around or what, but your uh, reception keeps freezing up on me. You there, there Bill? You okay, yeah. You keep. Well, the video just came back, and then it froze again. Now I don't hear you. Can you hear me? You still there, Bill? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You you keep freezing up. All right, there we go. <laughs> I was having I've been having some issues with my Wi-Fi, so I shut my Wi-Fi off. So okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry so, about that. No, no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, you froze up. We were talking about Bill Peters and stuff, but like oh yeah, so we we had um we had a few meetings and stuff like that where we uh, you know um me and and uh, Marco from King um got uh you know got everybody together um like all the bands uh and we had a huge meeting at uh the um it was the old bowling alley in parma uh that they turned into a nightclub um uh, jigsaw or whatever jigsaw there. yeah and so you know we 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 mm. were talking about um just doing uh you know what can we do to make the scene a lot better you know as far as like getting more uh getting more asses out to the shows man and you know what man it was pretty cool because we 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 all talked and you know Kanye was there and all the guys from Solus and and uh you know everybody there was a bunch of people there and it was it was very productive and and uh you know we we went back to like the old school way of promoting um you know taking flyers and stuff like that to uh you know, to different, uh, you know, different locations, tattoo shops and all that stuff. And the record exchange um, and all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, then we, we, we did like this, like, like this homemade compilation CD, man, that, you know, we, we'd, we'd make a whole bunch of CDs and, and we didn't charge anybody anything, you know, we just did it out of, you know, out of just trying to help each other out. And um, we'd pass those CDs out at shows. So, if, you know, if, if, if bands or if fans never heard of, you know, let's say this band over here, that band over there um, on this compilation CD, they were on there and we would just hand them out, you know. And um, it was kind of like the uh, the Kanye way of thinking, man, because Jim was really good with that. I learned a lot, you know, a lot of band or, or found out about a lot of bands from Kanye by some of the CDs he handed me, you know what I mean? And, and, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, it was just, um, you know, it was a great idea. So we started doing that and the, the issue uh, became uh, after that was, you know, then, then you started having bands kind of uh, take advantage of, of, of people, 
you know, or, or the, the generosity and didn't, uh, you know, didn't, they, they would want to get on shows uh, with the other bands, but they didn't want to do anything to help promote their own band. And, uh, you know, yeah. so it, it became a problem. And, and uh, you know, after that, it, 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 it kind of, it kind of got sour, you know, and, and uh, so then it was just like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on my band and I'm not going to worry about these other bands because you know what, it's, it's taken too much time and, and effort away from, you know, the, the, the business at hand, you know, and that was the business at hand at that time was at no end. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not your job to, to run somebody else's band and stuff, you know, it's like, right. It's, it's good intentions and your heart, you know, wanting to help these people out, but man, they got to step up and help themselves out. And then that, like you said, that just takes away from your quality of work that you're able to put out with, with at no end. Um, Yes. But I wanted to ask like, so, you know, you get at no end had a really good run. Um, what made you guys decide that, you know, it's time to like move on and do other things. Well, what happened was, um, Kenny, uh, Kenny and I, uh, we were hanging out at his shop and, and, um, I was, um, we were working on, um, my 68 Camaro and, uh, so we were, you know, we're putting together this hot rod and we were jamming like, you know, deep purple. And then, you know, we started listening to music then back, you know, in 68. So, you know, uh, we were jamming a lot of Hendrix and stuff like that. And, and I told Kenny, I said, man, you know, wouldn't it be cool to take old school rock and roll, you know, and mix it with metal, like, you know, like rockabilly with, with real heavy, heavy metal, you know? And, and, uh, so he goes, yeah, that might be a good idea, you know? So, you know, I, I, uh, I was drawing around and, uh, one day I, I woke up and I said, you know what the hell with it? Let's, let's do this. And, and, um, so I was watching TV and which is, listen, at the time when, when, when this, this name came up, I, I had the name for the band before I even had the band, but you know, I never watched TV. Okay. Back then I, I, my TV barely went on. Okay. And, uh, so I turned it on and what's the first thing that pops up is a, is the, the new Dodge Hemi, you know? And I was like, Hmm. And I, and I, and I, you know, I wanted to call it something like something devils, you know, because it was, it was, um, you know, like a rockabilly fuse thing. And, you know, I was like Detroit devils or, you know, I, I was trying to incorporate, you know, the hot rod aspect of, you know, the, um, of the of the the name so i was like hmm hemi devils that that hits that that's pretty good so what ended up happening was that no end was still going at the time and um i basically assembled you know a bunch of guys for uh to to start hemi devils and and hemi devils was just like it, it was kind of a i don't know it, it wasn't uh you know i, I didn't think it was going to get it as serious as it did and um but what ended up happening was uh the the hemi devils actually became a uh i i fused a story within a story so the hemi devils was my lead okay because i i was you know at the time i was uh recovering uh recovering alcoholic and, and drug addict and uh 
So, you know, and that was another thing that the guys in Adno and really helped me with was they, you know, they sat me down um, a few years before the band uh, broke up and, uh, you know, told me, hey, man, listen, uh, you know, at that time I was going through a divorce and all kinds of stuff. And uh, they sat me down at a Denny's in, in uh, Medina where we rehearsed. And, and they said, listen, man, if, if we don't if you don't get your act together, man, then, you know, you, we're gonna have to gonna have to kick you out Damn, of this you're band. Man. Up again. Oh, you there? You there, Bill? Yeah, yeah. All okay. right. So they it was just getting good too, man. You set you down. <laughs> set you down in Medina. I mean, we're gonna start talking similar language here, but uh, yeah. You know, they they set you down in Medina and at the Denny's and. Uh... Hey, hey, baby. baby. This is Double D, also known as Dream Daddy. And I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Boondoggle. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include... CBD oils, patches, proteins, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code Boondog10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's dreamnutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, dream is not spelled like dream daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your brand from today's Boondog sent you. Yeah. And, and they and they told me that, um, you know, that if I don't get my act together, that, uh, you know, it's it's just, you know, we're going to have to kick you out of the band. And, um, my, my, my addiction and, and my, uh, my, uh, alcoholism was, uh, really running rampant and, and, um, you know, we, we were doing shows. All right. You know what? I think, let me go upstairs and, uh, get closer to the router. So, yeah, yeah. It was nice (laughs) to have the cool background, but yeah, freezing anyway. So, yeah. That that doesn't doesn't do any any good. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, here we go. This is the uh, this is this is the the living room. And uh, check well, that out. A little frozen on your face from downstairs. So the video is kind of frozen, but <laughs> the audio's at least working. <laughs> yeah, here's here's the uh, the uh, the the Sabbath uh, living room. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, so I, I was, um, I was in, uh, we were at Denny's and, you know, 
they, they had to sit down with me and, and, um, you know, I was making a lot of, uh, doing a lot of stuff that, that, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. And, uh, you know, it's that, that's what really helped me, um, you know, with the sobriety, man, and, and getting, getting sober, uh, was the fact that there was a possibility that I would, I would lose what I had going with, with music. And, um, you know, it was just time to make a change. And, uh, do you remember so, what like time frame that was? Yeah, that was, that was in 2010. So it was right, 2000. I know you were like close in time a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When, it, when I heard about it and I was like, yeah, you know, cause I was still fr- pretty much fresh, you know, myself. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah it was, myself. it was 2010. And, um, as a matter of fact, um, this would have been in, uh, you know, the, 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 the sit down happened in May of 2010 and the actual sobriety started in July of 2010, um, July 16th of 2010. That's my sobriety date. But the, um, you know, the, the thing was, was that it, it, it created the, 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 it started the, the, the thought process, you know, to get it, to get it together. And, um, so, you know, that's another, another thing that I really, you know, thank the guys in at no end, you know, helping me with, they, they helped save my life, man, you know, and, and I'll never forget that. And, um, you know, so fast forward a, a couple years later, um, this, this, the Hemi Devils, this is where this all ties in now. The, the Hemi Devils was a, um. I, I, I formed the, the Hemi Devils as like a thing that just, just try different, different stuff. Um, you know, I, I was always, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that, uh, Tommy, Tommy was the, the hardcore guy, you know what I mean? And, and I really didn't know that much about hardcore music at the time, you know, when I joined that no uh, in 2005, I, I was, you know, I'm more of a thrash metal guy and, uh, so I I, uh, I learned a lot of new bands and stuff from Tommy, and um, so you know with with the Heavy Devils it was something totally different. You know it wasn't it wasn't thrash metal, it wasn't hardcore, nothing like that. It was uh, what I did was I I we fused rockabilly with heavy metal, and I took and fused my lead into a story about. The Heavy Devils were a, uh, a a car club that inherited Christine, okay, the the you know from the movie, mm-hmm. and and they were they were on their way to um they were on their way down Route six 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 and they they met the, they were thirsty and they were going to trade their souls in for three six packs of uh, Paps Blue Ribbon, okay, and when they met the devil, the devil had the beer, but the devil wanted their souls for the, you know, for the beer. And they took the, the beer and, and, you know, flipped the devil off. And every, every song was a twist and turn in the road with the devil right behind them. Well, the, 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 the whole uh, thing behind the three sixes and the three, uh, the six, 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 the um, trilogy of six volume one, two, and there was going to be a three, but the band didn't last long enough to make a volume three. But the whole 666 thing was six times six times six is 216. And that's the area code of Cleveland. 
And so I, I uh, had wrote each song. Uh, you know, every song in that band was about the devil, uh, the you know, booze, uh, you know, uh, pinup girls and hot rods and all the folly and all the nasty shit that I used to do. And so it was all intertwined into this heavy, you know, the heavy devils being this car club and they were running from the devil. Well, that was me. That was, that was my, my life in a, in a, in, in a, in a different story. And, um, so that's, that's kind of what, how the Hemi devils came about. And once the Hemi devils started and it started picking up and, um, it's, it started gaining a lot of attention and, um, you know, we, we were actually, um, we were actually doing, doing quite well. And that, that kind of, you know, ended at no end, um, right there. And, and, uh, you know, with me and Kenny kind of taking, uh, the approach to putting, uh, you know, the time into the Hemi Devils and, uh, you know, plus, um, you know, we, it, it was just, you know, at, at no end kind of, I hate to say this, kind of ran its course at that time. But, you know, now when I look back at it and I, and I you know, I, I look at, you know, how fun it was playing in that band and the and the guys and how good they were and, and they still are, um, you know, we 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 have a lot of respect for each other and um i have a lot of respect for them and and uh you know that's a brotherhood and a and a band that i'll never forget and um you know it's at no end is always a, a huge a huge part of me you know and uh especially the people that i've met through that band you being one of them you know so yeah man always always appreciate those memories and like you said you know i mean like we i think i i, I my my sobriety date was like March 1st, 2009, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. it, I remember like, I mean, the craziness of going to the shows and then, you know, getting just a, a reputation where people didn't want me around at shows, you know, for a while because of the stuff. And I went and got deployed and luckily, you know, had some come to Jesus moment over there and had to, you know, come home and turn things around. And I was still able to, and it was funny too, because there's so many, bands and you guys weren't one of them obviously that you know what, what with what i'm about to say but there's a lot of bands i was like running with and i really enjoyed you know i thought they they or i would always book on shows or whatever you know or go, yeah. go see and i was like man these guys are so great and then you get get sober ears and you're like whoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not as well, good anymore but you guys are always a good time and like i said you know tommy tommy's uh is good people grew up with the guy but, uh, you know, uh, it's funny that it's funny that you mentioned that, Bill, because, you know, I do remember uh, many, many, many uh, cinema wasteland um, <laughs> times oh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, all the all the crazy, crazy shit we used to do. And uh, especially me. And, you know, it was um, it was funny because the even the even the people that were hardcore partiers were like dude, we can't hang with you, man. Like you're, you're, you're crazy, you know, when you drink and, and, and I was, I was, I was an asshole. And, and, you know, the thing was, is that, uh, you know, when I did get sober, um, you know, one of the cool things that I really, really, um, admired about a lot of the, um, the, the people in the, the Cleveland music scene, um, that, that, you know, we have mutual, um, 
you know, acquaintances with, uh, were, were very supportive, you know, and they, they, a lot of them are, are, are still to this day, very supportive. Um, you know, I, I, I remember I was at a show one time and, um, what do you call it? One of, one of my buddies, uh, he was in a, he was in a mosh pit and, uh, now mind you, I've, I've, this, when this happened, um, I, I've already, I already had like at least five years sobriety under my belt. So he, uh, he went to jump in the mosh pit and he, he goes, here, hold, hold my beer. And he, he ran, he ran into the mosh pit. Right. So, and then and one of my, one of our buddies comes up and he goes, what, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what's that beer in your hand? I'm like, it's not mine. It's his. So <laughs> dude got back. I handed him his beer. He's like, dude, I'm really sorry, man. Like, I, you know, I, I sometimes I don't think, man, you know, and I handed you a beer and you're blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, listen, if, 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 if that's going to bother me and put me out, then I'm not doing something right. I'm not working my program. Right. And, and if, and if that's, if it was that easy, then I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to come to shows or anything like that, you know? So yeah, yep. I mean, people, places, things, and, you know, I, I, I remember like worrying that I wouldn't be able to do that stuff, man, but I, yeah. still, you know, I able to go to, go to shows and I just chugged a lot of water, man. You know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a hell of a lot more fun too, man. Honestly, yeah, like, I remember the night I remember, you know, I think I, you know, I'm like, I'm keeping my clothes on now. I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't have any apologies to make the next day. <laughs> you know, I remember which bands I enjoyed and, you know, conversations I had. So, you you know, what's great too is, um, you know, is after you get sober, uh, and, and you go to shows, you know, it, it, you you have a lot more money to spend on merch, man. That's what I did. I I have, I have, uh, such a huge collection of concert shirts that, um, my, my wife, it blows her mind how many, how many shirts I have, you know, I still have like a lot of shirts from, from back in the, you know, from 1980s, man, that, that, you know, are still in my collection. And, and, uh, even Allison Chains, uh, original tour shirts and stuff. And, and, um, you know, it's like a, I have like a t-shirt museum, <laughs> nice, nice. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great. To, it's great to be able to go to a show and remember and, you know, uh, remember things. And, and it also, you know, has helped me out a heck of a lot too. I mean, not only just with my whole life, but also with, um, you know, with writing music and, and just focus, you know, staying focused on, on the, you know, what's, you know, what's important and, 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 um, writing good music and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, after, after Hemi Devils broke up, man, um, you know, the, the thing with Hemi Devils was, um, it was, it was tough to watch because I was the only sober guy in the band. And that's, it's kind of where things got a little rough because yeah, I was watching the guys kind of live the life of what the songs were about. And, you know, I was like, look, guys, this, this isn't a, this isn't a, a, a recipe for you to, to, 
<laughs> to run down these same roads, man, you know? <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy and stuff, you know? Yeah, and, and, and it was just, you know, it it it, it just got tougher and, and tougher, and I just, you know, I, Bill, I, I, it was just time, man. It was time to put it to bed because – you know, some some of the, some of the guys were uh, on on a bad path to to uh, you know death or jail, and that was it, man. I, we I had to put the I had to put the kibosh in that band because it was just getting too dangerous for some of the other members, and we were having I wasn't having so much of a good time as everybody else was, and yeah. you know that yeah. that's the thing too is when you're sober, man. A lot of times, and you're you're the guy running the band and or, the you know doing the business <laughs> yeah doing the business of the band um you know all the uh, and 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 everybody else is living the living the the rock star life and and you're over there trying to just keep you're the glue trying to keep it together and that kind of wears on you after a while and you just you know you just say the hell with it man you know and and you know, it sucked because we wrote really good songs and had a good time, but unfortunately, you know, drugs and stuff like that kind of put the put the nail in the coffin on that on that thing. So, yeah, I, mean, I believe, then, yeah. <laughs> and then and then that uh, you know, is that when uh you went into Dead Earth or did Dead Earth start immediately or? Yeah, you know? here's here, here's what happened was that right after. Right after um, Hemi Devils, the uh, you know we the 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 guys in the band and myself um, had a bit of a falling out, and uh, you know I've always been the, the the type of person that that never gives up, and um, you know it's like perseverance, man, perseverance. You know you just you always strive to to continue, and you know. Um, there was kind of like this uh, this attitude thrown at me that hey uh, you need us we don't need you and I kind of reversed it you know I I don't need I don't need you I I'll continue and I did and and you know I'm not going to say that it was easy because it wasn't I I had to assemble a whole you know I I you know I I came up with the name Dead Earth and then I was like okay you know I kind of want to go back to the older style of metal and uh you know where the riff mattered and um so you know we went through we went through a lot of musicians man like i've, I've been through a lot of musicians and it, it wasn't it wasn't out of um you know like i'm a hard person to work with and nothing like that it, it's it's just a matter of um you know sometimes you just have to find the right pieces to the puzzle and um you know the thing is is that you know when there's a certain sound or a certain you know, form of music you're looking for. It's it's not it's not a jab or or um, you know a uh, you know if if somebody comes in and tries out and they're a really good musician, and they just don't it just doesn't fit the the pieces. I mean, I've I've tried out for bands and my vocal style just didn't fit the band, and they were really good. And hey, man, I you know I know my limitations. I know what I could do with my voice, and I know what, but I also know what I'm I'm looking for. And, you know, if, if it doesn't work out with somebody, it's not personal. 
And the problem with a lot of musicians, man, and I've noticed this, man, is they take it personal. And then they want to get on Facebook, on social media, and then they want to start talking all this shit. And it's like, you know, look, man, like, I'm not about that. You know, it's like, I'm, I, you know, if I hear something and I'm, and I'm trying to, to get to that point, then, then it's like, okay, well, this is what, you know, it always starts like that. It's like, well, I'm looking, I'm looking for this style. And then people are like, oh yeah, I'm into that too. And then they get in the band and then, you know, two weeks down the road, well, well, I don't like that style. It's too heavy, blah, 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 blah. And I want to do this and I want to do, well, why the fuck did you join? You know, <laughs> And then I'm the bad guy, you know, and, and Jack Savlich is always the bad guy, by the way. And, and no matter what, what happens in the band, uh, you know, like with the Hemi Devils and Dead Earth and shit like that, it's always, I'm the asshole. And, and I, fuck it. I, I, I don't care anymore because it's like, you know, it's just an opinion and, and I'm not really, I'm not like that at all. I'm not a slave, a, a fucking dictator or a fucking band Nazi. I, 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 I'm all about, um, you know, working with other people and, and, um, you know, working together and, and creating, you know, great music. And I've always been like that. And, um, you know, uh, with dead earth was, uh, you know, we built it up, I built it up. Um, and then, you know, we had guys quit. We had one guy, you know, a couple guys get fired for doing some dumb shit and, uh, you know, where alcohol was involved in one and the other one just couldn't, keep his mouth shut and he would say stupid shit at shows and, you know, reflected bad on the band. And, you know, just, I, I always had to be the bad guy because I'm the band leader. You know what I mean? Yeah. They always make me the fucking band leader. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's the business end of, of music. That's the rotten side of it that, that, but you have to deal with it, you know? And, and, um, so there's there was a lot of lineup changes in in Dead Earth over the years and and just this this past year, we um we recorded a three song EP and um all hail the dark that was the name of the EP and uh, you know I I sent it out to every single I I actually went and um, got what was called the indie bible and it had every single uh, you know, contact, uh, uh, PR, email. PR. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I just said, listen, I said thousands and thousands of emails out to everybody just shopping this thing, the, the three song EP. And there was a management company out of, uh, London, England that, um, that, that picked it up and, and they really liked it. And, um, so, you know, I, I, did my investigating, you know, investigated this, this, uh, check this, uh, management company out, see what they were all about. And they were very much legit. And, um, you know, they, um, they, they want to do a lot of stuff with us, man. They, they, uh, they want to, you know, they turned us on to Roy Z who worked with uh, Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford. And, you know, I mean, just, they've they've managed obituary and and michael shanker and stuff like that and and, and uh so they 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 have a lot of um they have a lot of pull and i've i've created or, or developed a um very good relationship with uh with the management company 
And um, so as we were moving along, um, you know, with this management company, um, some of the guys started to uh, backpedal. And um, then it got to the point where it backpedaled so much, you know, there was there was issues, you know, um, with uh, playing shows out of town and, you know, we don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. And uh, so it, it got to be a, a burden, man, because it was like, hey, guys, we got to go take some photos and stuff like that. So the management company could build the website and do all this stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that that's that that gets involved when 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 it comes to a band and the business end of it, man. I mean, the money, the money that you spend on a band, it's probably one of the most expensive hobbies that you'll ever have. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and you know, it's like when you, when you get to, when you, when you look at a band as, or you, you build a band as a business and you're, you're dumping all kinds of money and time and, and things of that nature into it. And other guys are just, there for the ride or don't want to don't want to um you know take it that extra that extra mile it's like then why the hell are you writing original music why are you playing in in a band if and writing original music if you don't want to put it out there and get it out to the world like if, if you're just if you're just content with staying local then go play in a cover band yeah. you know and, and that was my whole thing with them and and um so yeah it was it, it was funny because um, a month and a half ago, we played a show with Destructor, and right after the show, the guys were acting very, very, um, very different with me, man. And, um, you know, and then, uh, that week they all quit and I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, that's fine. So here I am, I, I was signed to this management company and, and now I don't, you know, now I don't have any band, you know what I mean? It was just me and. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's all right. I'll, I'll continue. So I got a hold of the management company. I told them what happened and they said, that's okay. We're going to stick with you. You know what I mean? And, and, um, we really, we really like your determination and, and that spoke volumes. As a matter of fact, um, they, there's a record label that's actually interested in, in dead earth right now that has um, Alan Parsons project signed to them and, and ELO. And there's a, there's a few big bands on there. And, and I, I would love to work with Alan Parsons cause he's the guy that produced dark side of the moon. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, it was like, okay, man, you know, just uh just another bump in the road. And it's just something that, that I have to get over and I'll, and I'll, I'll deal with it. And so I did. And um, the, the well, funny thing find, is uh, members that are, are ready to go along on the ride and don't get like scared and cold feet, man. Cause yeah, you're dealing yep. with the management company over and in, in the UK, like you said, I'm sure they're going to want you to come out to Europe and, yes. and perform. You know, I get, I, I get offered, I get offered to, sorry, my dog, I get offered to play in, in Europe. Uh, we get we get days offered at us constantly to play in Europe, and um, you know we uh, we're we're eventually gonna get there. You know, it's just a matter of us, uh, you know, of us uh, getting the you know the music and everything together. 
basically what we're doing right now is rebuilding the store. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where we're at. And, um, the, the funny thing is, uh, a few months ago, I got asked to, to, um, lay down some vocals in a, in a project that one of the guys that played in propane, um, was putting together. And, uh, I, I agreed to do it. And, um, that's where I met Ernesto Cologne and Ernesto played in the band Marauder. And so me and Ernesto got, you know, we, 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 um, we hit it off right away. Um, and, uh, we, we started just writing songs. And so right after all the guys quit, <laughs> I, I reached out to Ernesto and I said, Hey, uh, how would you like to, to play in, um, in dead earth? And he said, sure, man, no problem. And I told him, I said, well, I, you know, I still have the, um, you know, the management company and, um, you know, I, I, I'm, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know, we have these, uh, we have a bunch of, uh, opportunities to play, you know, in Europe and, and the States and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I just, um, I just, hold on one second. Let me, let me take this upstairs, Bill. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. I got a, I got a dog who's in. Make sure you got the internet. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Man. Sparky's coming in loud and clear, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> sorry. sorry, man. You know, the, the, the home, the home thing, man, you know. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but no, the, uh, what, uh, what happened was I got, uh, we, we've, we started the, um, I started working with Ernesto again. And, and, um, so he became the guitar player in, um, you know, in dead earth. And, uh, and then I reached out to, uh, to Sean, uh, Sean Hinkle from, uh, in cold blood. And, um, he also, he also played in, um, Crossface and drummer uh, Jason Isom, uh, he he actually uh, he played in Crossface and also played with the original Tom singer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played with he, he played in um, he played with uh, uh, the uh, original singer from Faith No More too in his band. Oh, Chuck Mosley. Yeah, Chuck Mosley. Yeah, yeah. and um, so we're, we're also we're also uh, possibly getting the the other guitar player from marauder too so you know but it's the funny thing is that um you know ernesto ernesto lives in um you know in philly and uh so you know with him being in philly what we're doing is basically just sending tracks back and forth you know through um interface and you know me me sean and, and jason will get together and just demo the stuff you know ernesto will send the guitar tracks and then we um you know put vocals drums and, and bass to it but um we're we're actually going to start rehearsing at my house in another week um you know uh, actually another two weeks and um you know to to put the songs that we demoed together and then those songs are going to go to um, we're shipping the demos off to the management company who's sending that the demos to Roy Z. And um, so, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, 
you know, like I said, just rebuilding it, uh, building the, the, you know, building it up again. And, and, uh, you know, Bill, I've, I've always been, uh, I've always been a proponent of, of, you know, if you do something, you do it, you do it, uh, you know, you take it as far as you can and, um, and, and never give up. And that's, that's how I've always, I've always been. And that's, that's how I'm doing it now. And, and, um, you know, unfortunately, I, 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 you know, with Dead Earth, I, we're taking this to a whole other level. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, I plan on, uh, you know, we want to, we want to play, we want to play, you know, across the, the, the globe, man. And, and that's the, yeah. I mean, you don't want to sit back saying, man, I had this opportunity. I wonder what if, you know, you're going to go for it. And, and I know, you know, I don't know what those other guys were doing and, you know, what their, their fears were or whatever, but I know you got a lot, you know, that you're responsible for here in the area, you know, with your, your job and, and your family yeah. and everything and you're, but you're, you know, it's like, if you don't take that risk, you know, where's the reward, you know? Right. And you know, the, the, the great thing is that I have the most uh, beautiful wife um, who, who supports me um, in every step of the way. And, um, she, uh, she's also a huge music fan. And, uh, it was funny because when I met her, um, she's, she's also sober, um, not to blow her anonymity, but she, she doesn't mind. She, she does a lot of good things. She helps a lot of women, um, in recovery. And, um, so, um, you know, but her and I, uh, her and I, when we met, um, our conversation was, uh, who's your favorite band? And she said, Black Sabbath. And I said, Oh, Black Sabbath, huh? She said, what's, what's your favorite album? Now, mind you, I'm, I'm quizzing her, Bill. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quizzing her. All right. So I'm thinking I'm going to hear, you know, paranoid, you know. And so she goes, she goes, Sabotage. I go, Sabotage. I go, What the hell does a girl as beautiful as you know about Sabotage, Black Sabbath? At, at, your age, you know what I mean? Cause she's a few years younger than me. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, so <laughs> I said, so what's your favorite song out that album? She said, megalomania. And I was like, Phew. so after that, I, I was like, yeah, I gotta put the ring on it. I got to Yeah. I got Yeah. You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, so her and I are, uh, black Sabbath is a very, very important, uh, very much a, an important band in, in our world, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, she's, she, um, you know, when, when everything happened with the band, um, you know, even with, with Hemi devils, my wife has stuck behind me and, you know, Bill, there's been many, many, many times where I just wanted to just say, fuck it and give it up and just quit. Yeah. And, um, you know, but thanks to her and, and a lot of other people in the, in the, in the local metal scene, they were like, you can't give it up, man. You know, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I would be miserable if I, if I quit playing music, man, you know, it just, it would be, you know, that's my outlet, man. And I, and I need it. And, um, but yeah, like you said, I, I, you know, I am very, very busy with a lot with you know working down in a steel mill being a union rep being a, a dad and you know even being a grandfather man and um you know it's uh 
just got, you know, the, the thing is balancing it all out. And, you know, that was the thing too, is that I was upfront with the management company about, you know, my life and, and Hey, listen, you know, I, I, I work, um, in a steel mill, you know, and, um, you know, I, I got a pension. I'm retiring in about 11 years, man. So, you know, I can't just walk away from that. And so yeah. they understand that, but they're, they're able to work with the band and still put us on like some huge bills and huge tours. We've just got to work around, you know, the schedule of everybody. And, and, um, you know, so that's what we're, what we're doing. And, um, you know, that's, that's uh, another thing that helps as well is, is, and uh, the plus you being a union rep, you know, all the ins and outs and how much time you could take, you know, yep. go pursue this stuff and, and still keep your, and still your keep position. my job. Right. So that's, that's awesome, man. Exactly. Um, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I mean, I remember, like I said, when you posted that, uh, made that post about all the stuff going on and the changes, I was like, mm-hmm. man, I was like, very happy for you for one. And it was like, yeah, I got to get Jack on, man. We haven't, we haven't <laughs> talked in a while. I mean, for many reasons, obviously sharing our recovery and everything too. Yeah. Is like another reason why I wanted to get back in touch. Cause I always love to stay connected with my sober brothers, man. Cause as we know, yeah. helping, helping another guy helps us, you know? Absolutely um, brother. And you know what, Bill, I, I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate it immensely. I appreciate you reaching out and I appreciate all the kind words, man. You know, you've always been solid, uh, a solid brother. And, um, you know, another thing too, thank you very much for your service. And, um, you know, I, I, I am just, um, i blessed that, that I have so many good, you know, so many good people in my life. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's what that's what allows me to do what I do. And, and, and you know, there's times where being in music is just so frustrating and, and you just want to, you know, you want to bang your head against the wall. And, you know, the difference that I've noticed with playing with I've played with some of the greatest musicians that I've ever seen, um, you know, like playing with a drummer like Kenny Easterly and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that. It, it it's all in in how how it's and it's this is not an egotistical thing but if you believe in something that you that you're doing or your your work like an artist would a, a painting or something you know it's the same thing with music if you believe in what you're doing and you push it and you push it and you push it, it's got to take time but eventually it's going to pay off and i you know, one of you know the thing with with a lot of musicians is, you know, it's all it's all fun and shit like that to to want to want to be a rock star. But when it comes down to playing rock star shit, that was when a lot of them ran, ran, ran for cover. You know, what I mean, they yeah. they it scared them. And uh, you know, the thing is, is you can't be afraid. You just you have to go for it. And you know, sometimes you got to take some losses. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to just, you just got to keep going. And, and that's what, that's what I'm doing. And, and I will say this, that the, the new dead earth stuff that's coming out, um, you know, in my opinion is the best stuff that I've ever wrote. Okay. And that's, that's saying a lot, man, because, um, you know, I really like a lot of the stuff that I wrote with, with that and Hemi devils, but, um, 
this is really in my wheelhouse and um we've definitely taken a a turn or in a direction that's much much heavier than what that earth was doing before and it, it's kind of back to the at no end style a little bit but mix it with a little bit of black metal and <laughs> you know and some of the the heavy heavy thrash and that's the direction that that earth is going in some people are going to love it and some people are not going to like it so much but you know what i'm not worried about it i just we're just moving moving forward and um i'm having fun playing music again with these guys because they're they're great guys to to jam with and and uh they take things seriously they believe in what they're writing and they're and they're professionals and um you know i will say one thing it's way different working with you know, they, they, they say, uh, you know, like New York hardcore and stuff like that. They, they, there's a sound. And working with the guys, the guitar player, um, Ernesto, being from Brooklyn, New York, um, living in Philly now, he has that he, he has that East Coast style that's just brutal. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, dude, mix that with Cleveland, with Cleveland attitude and Cleveland – muscle <laughs> and you got one hell of a lethal lethal weapon and that's that's what dead earth has as is becoming and uh you know right now like i said we're we're just we're building we're rebuilding the store after the fire and that's kind of how the management company puts it you know i mean we're rebuilding the store and eventually here within the next few months people are going to know who to who, who the fuck it, dead earth is and i'm not talking about just cleveland it's it's coming and there's a lot of push to really push uh the band and um i'm excited and i'm also nervous at the same time because um when the you know when when you up the uh up the level you gotta up your level too oh yeah and you know when it comes to writing lyrics and stuff like that i i don't know i i just kind of been uh just letting the pen letting the pen write I, I guess that's the best way to put it. My soul, my soul is coming out of the pen, and, and it's it's been quite easy writing lyrics, you know. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you you, you kind of sometimes you could be your own worst enemy and your own worst critic. Oh yeah, and, uh, I know about that, man. But that's why <laughs> that's why we got we got the the fellowship that we got, man, to get others to pull us out of our own heads sometime and help right the ship you know you know you know bill the that's the funny thing is that you know being a being a musician and being a, you know a recovering alcoholic um you 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 can always you know it doesn't matter how many years you have sober um you can always find yourself slipping back into them dark spaces in your brain oh, yeah. And and some of the some of the um, lyrics and stuff that that I have been writing lately talk about you know some of that and and how dangerous the mind can be and um, you know it's sometimes it's a it's a very a very twisted twisted place to be in a bad place and and um, you know the fellowship and and you know having um, like I said having a wife that's that's also in recovery. Um, you know, helps out a lot because yeah, um, that's awesome, man. You have a good support group, and 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 that keeps you out of that out of that stinking thinking bad brain of ours. You know, yeah, man, that's good, man. 
Like I went, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm approaching 13 years and I, this morning was just going through really bad, bad, you know, uh, spiral in my head. And luckily I had, you know, somebody, a brother pull my, my head out of my ass and pump me up and get me, you know, where I needed to be. So yeah. I was ready to do this, you know, and now we were able to talk about some of these things too. And I know like we're going to be doing much more talking, you know, when we get off of here going forward, um, uh, which is, uh, I'm excited about, but, uh, look, man, we've been on like a little over an hour. So before I get ready and wrap up with you, I wanted to, um, ask you a couple of the questions that I normally ask, uh, guests that are on. Yeah, man. You know, I, and I'm sure I already know one of the answers, but who are your top three bands? Top three bands are Black Sabbath, Kiss, yep. Slayer. Awesome. <laughs> and then there Those are is my there, top three. Nice. And is there a particular song that you feel uh, has inspired you that uh, is like a go-to whenever, uh, you know, we go to some of those dark places that's like a pick-me-up for you? Yeah, you know, I will say that the 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 pickup song for me is um, it's got to be "Symptom of the Universe," for real. Like that's that that's that's my song, man. I just nice. Yeah, Black Black Sabbath Sabotage album has always been my my go to album, and that that album actually helped me out a lot. Um, in sobriety you know how there's always that there's always that band that 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 when you're going through struggles and you're going through the a change in in your life and you just you know there's there's always a, an album or 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 a, a song or something that resonates with you and that that's the album and that's the song because that that just drove me to you know just keep going and, and uh, get my shit together, you know? And, and plus it's a very important part of my life. <laughs> that album, yeah. as, as I told you, yep. <laughs> you <know? laughs> awesome. And then uh, what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school? History. <laughs> I would say, oh, I yeah. would say, I, you know, yeah, I would, I would say, um, you know, uh, world and American history. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, they can't focus on, on that enough. And, and, you know, um, I'm going to tell you the, the honest, honest, uh, honest truth is, you know, when I, when I was, um, when I was in high school and stuff, I, I, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up Roman Catholic in, in, um, though my, my higher power now is, is different than, than what it was, uh, back then. But, um, one of the things that, that helped me with the higher power thing now in sobriety was taking a theology course that taught every, about every single religion, not just Christianity, every single religion and what it was about. And, you know, having that knowledge and learning about that stuff, debunks a lot of the bullshit that you know what i mean like a lot of the 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 hollywood crap you know yeah, and yeah. and uh you know it was uh it was very enlightening and that's 
that's where I, I picked up, um, you know, the um, spirituality or the spiritual path that, that I go down now. And, um, you know, because I learned, I learned about it in the class and I did a term paper, a couple term papers on it. And I know that it's a very, you know, touchy subject, you know, because, you know, I do, I do believe in separation of church and state. And I'm not even going to get into that, but you know, the thing is, <laughs> though, a whole other episode. The thing is, right. But you know, the thing is though, Bill, is that as much, as much knowledge that you could, that you could pass along to, to kids uh, getting ready to hit the adult world, um, the, the more the better, you know, the more knowledge. And, um, you know, another thing they ought to teach is balancing a damn checkbook and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and managing money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and uh, other than that, I, you know, I, I believe that those, those are some of the most important things, you know, history. So it doesn't repeat itself in many, in many areas. And two, um, you know, to the, uh, the, the knowledge to, to know things and not fear things. And, um, and, you know, like on a spirituality level that it's okay to, to learn other forms of meditation and spirituality. And that's okay. You're not going to, you're not going to rot in a place called hell, you know, <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, and, uh, learning how to live life without having to rely on other people. So Agree. that's, that's what I, uh, that's what I think. So. And then, uh, three people who've inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today. Three people. One, one would be my grandfather. Um, like my, my, my dad's father, my grand, my grandfather Savage. Um, hell of a guy, great guy. Um, he always inspired me to play music too. And he was always very dapper, uh, World War II vet, fought in Okinawa. And, um, you know, uh, him, him and my dad, I kind of put in, a, you know, in the same league. And uh, definitely uh, my uncle. He's the one who turned me on to a lot of the music that I listen to today. Uh, if it weren't for him giving me that that Kiss album, I would oh, you know yeah. I've never never been where I'm at now. And three, um, I, you know, and I just I just read his book, but this man influenced me a lot through the years. Um, uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. And the reason why I say that is because he was very. He, he had a lot of perseverance and a lot of hurdles to jump over to get where he was at. And he went through a lot of stuff with Sabbath, with the business end and band quitting on him. Like just there was so much that I could relate to him with that he never gave up even after the, the accident with his fingers. And, you know, I got to meet that man a while ago um when when uh, heaven and hell was torn so it was it's been over you know well over 10 years and i met him but um you know there's a certain people that that um you know you'll read their book or something and you just right away you can you can relate with them and those those are three uh major players in in my life that that really influenced me a lot and um you know i that's, you know, 
Bill, I could I could go on and on and on and on with with all the other people that have influenced me in many many ways. You know, even you and you know James from Ringworm, and I could I could go on and on and on with 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 a lot of people that that I look up to and respect and um and and have learned a lot from, and the the list is just countless. So, but those are those are the top three. Nice, and then uh. We we touched on it at the beginning a little bit about all the cool things we had during our time growing up. But favorite toy as a child? <laughs> favorite toy as a child would have been the um, man. This this is tough because the seventies were were awesome, man. But it had to be the Star Wars Death Star <laughs> toy, and it was. It was a huge Death Star. Had the little trash compactor, and I want, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to say there's, it's a tie, okay, between the Death Star and the Kiss action figures, not dolls, <laughs> the original ones, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. the original ones, yeah. yeah, that's what they were called, Kiss action figures. <laughs> so yeah those were my favorite nice and the and kiss then, uh, the, the kiss okay go ahead <laughs> sorry i was gonna let you finish or whatever about kiss oh okay i was gonna say the kiss the kiss action figures always beat up my sister's ken dolls and stole barbie <laughs> oh yeah that's totally gene <laughs> <Twisted. laughs> i'm sure the gene doll had his way with her yeah i'm sure he did <laughs> and then any message you got for our military members currently serving overseas yes i do um you know i want to thank each and every one of you for your service and be safe and 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 come home in in one piece um i had a my my father was a marine in vietnam my grandfather fought in okinawa and my i had great uncles and and um uncles that 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 served in world war ii and, and vietnam and stuff and and um you know i i respect and and love each and every one of you for your your sacrifice and everything that you do for this country and and for freedom and um you know if it weren't for you know you guys protecting our democracy and our freedom um, we wouldn't be able to have these podcasts and we certainly wouldn't be able to read some of the books that we read and, and uh, write some of the lyrics that I'm able to write and get away with putting out an album. Um, so, you know, you're a big part of that. And thank you. Thank you for for being a, a big part of not just the United States, but the rest of the world. Thank you all. Jack, it's awesome talking with you, brother. And look Great forward to, talking to many to you, more man. conversations going forward. Uh, before I let you go, uh, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, follow up and check out what's going on with Dead Earth and support the band, where you want to send them? Um, actually, you could. They could go to um, deadearth216.com. That's our uh, official website. the The website um, is going to be getting updated um, here real soon. As the management company takes over, um, th there's going to be a different website. Uh, it'll be the same 
web uh, email address or web address, but it's just they're going to revamp it and make it a lot better. And uh, you can also check us out at um, at Dead Earth, uh, Cleveland, uh, dot com on Facebook. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the best way to get a hold of us. And uh, yeah, there, there's going to be a lot of changes on the on the sites uh, coming up with with the new uh, members and things of that nature. So we, we got to go get new photos and, and everything like that uh, redone. So that's uh, <laughs> be patient. Got it, <laughs> got it man. So. All right, brother. Hey, man, it was good talking to you. And uh, like I said, we'll be catching up really soon. Great talking to you, man. And, and Bill, thank you once again for inviting me on to the show and for all that you do. You do, And, and uh, thank you very much for your, your service. And uh, thank you for uh, all the help uh, you do uh, in the community with, um, you know, helping others, uh, you know, stay sober and, and get their life together, man. That's that's huge. That's much appreciated. Thanks, so, brother. Means a lot, man. All right, take brother. Care. You take it easy too, man. I'll talk to you soon.
brought to you by today's Boondoggle. Another Please Tim Daly trivia thing. We're into Persian golf, right? <gasps> and there's this guy, this Boltson's mate guy. Uh, uh, I remember. God damn, yeah. this guy he was big. Yeah. Anyway, I told Tim, I says, hey, go ask the Boltz if he could work that jib crane to take that rudder down. And he goes, he goes, okay. So he goes in and he had this conix box on the fantail. And he goes, oh, yeah. uh, he goes, uh, in there, he walks into that conics box with this guy. And this guy, he always wanted something from you. If you, if he, you ask him something, he will, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? What do you want to trade? So anyway, he goes in there and asked that guy if he could uh, put that rudder down on uh, the pier for us. And, uh. Yeah, well, goes, I wanted well, to, what do you got? Go on. Wanted go. to bring it up. Yeah. Oh, that's it, what it was. On, it was on the pier. Wanted to bring it up, and we were gonna install it. And this dude, he's like, well, "What do you got for me?" I'm like, "Dude, we're we're doing this for you." Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I said, "You know what?" I said, "Instead of always trying to get something from us, why don't you do your fucking job?" And this guy, man, he turns around. This and this guy had a head like a cinder block, man. Yeah, he was, huge. He, he wore no cut-off coveralls. He had. They were made into shorts and no sleeves. Because nothing else would fit the man. <laughs> and and he turns. What the fuck did you say to me? You know, and I'm like slowly backing out of this <laughs> box. And I'm and the whole time out, I'm I'm like, do your fucking job. He's like, I ain't bringing that up. Let me tell you something. You'll bring it up, cause we're leaving. You will bring it up. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I said, because we're out of here. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I'm, you know, and then I'm like turning on my <laughs> right heels, you know. And I pass by Mike on the way out. And he's like, what do you say? I said, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> 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 so Mike's like, all right. He goes, he goes walking in there. He's like, he's like, hey, Boats, you going to bring that, that rudder up on the pier? He's like, you motherfucker. <laughs> The thing that was really funny is right after that, we went down to the camp, uh, the galley to eat, and I'm standing in the hallway, and there's this office door there, and somebody asked me, is, is uh, they're going to bring that rudder up? I said, that fucking big, fat, slob, asshole, Boltz's mate, won't do it, and all of a sudden, the door Pops open, keeps shooting your mouth off. Rips off the hinge. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh shit. But I stood my ground with him. And, and, and I didn't back down from him. And he goes, he goes yeah, to me, he goes, you know, sure you if you guys would be out. nice oh, to yeah, me, sure I go, what do you want to kiss? You know? Well, we'll get I remember when we threw you up. That was a huge story. Oh, yeah. That was that was after when we're getting ready to go home. We had to take all the toolboxes. Hey, Tim, tell the story about the elevator. When we threw him off the elevator. Oh. Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we gotta watch this. Five buckets of beer. Man, and I had, I had uh, uh, that other, that black guy. I remember his name. Uh, 
At the Ohio State Reformatory, July 15th through the 17th, with corn. Disturbed. Breaking Benjamin. Evanescence. Papa Roach. Lamb of God. Seether. Falling in Reverse. Three Days Grace. I Prevail. Black Label Society. And many more. All passes on sale now at incarceration.com. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Boondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening.
Thank you for tuning into this week's Today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news and information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for supporting, sharing, and tuning into Today's Boondoggle.